0: Generosi ad aliud eventum navium at hedonum podcast. This one should be easy, folks.
1: Was that Latin? That yeah. is Latin. Yeah, I was <laughs> that is Latin. What was last year? Sorry, I guess I ruined it. But or last week's?
0: Uh, last week's was Polish.
1: Ooh. Oh man. Okay, next so week I it, won't ruin it. Sorry, it's all right. Hey, it's it.
0: good. This is the Preds. You predated it correctly. Do you you practice
2: pronouncing
0: it? No. So (laughs) what I do is I write it out like how it sounds. Okay.
2: Okay. Phonetically, as they say. Phonetically.
0: So it's an old actor trick. (laughs) Like uh, if you're an actor and you're you're speaking in German for a movie, but you don't know German, they just give it to you on cards that
1: is phonetic. Yeah. And the so Onum I, I, was a dead giveaway. Any Anytime yeah. there's an O-N-U-M, that's like, it okay, was. well, this guy speaking
0: Latin. Well, despite what you people may think, this is not a language podcast. This is the Shups and Preds CFL podcast, and we are getting into week 17 of the CFL season. As you've already heard them talk this week, it's myself, Matt, and Tyler. Say hello, guys.
1: Hello, guys. Oh, what's up, guys?
0: I apologize if I sound like Darth Vader throughout the entire episode, but we are running on a backup set of headphones for today, so we're just going to have to live with it. You sound all right.
1: All three of us are sharing headphones.
0: (laughs) And this is going to be what we're talking about today. We've got Jake Mayer gets a big new contract. William Stanback is back. And we're going to have a little thought experiment where we're going to each lay out a case or somebody not named Zach Calera's to win the MOP, talk league leaders, and then get into Week 17 Preds. But we're going to dive right into it, because the big news of the day is that Jake Mayer has signed an extension through the 2024 season. I'll give you the details. For the 2023 year, he's got 425000 guaranteed, up to 460000 with incentives. And then for the 2024 portion of the deal, he's got 389000 guaranteed up to 429 or 425000 with incentives. So good for Jake, but let's be honest. The real story of this uh, contract extension is what this means for Bo Levi Mitchell. Because a two-time Grey Cup champion, a two-time MOP, will be playing in a new home. Maybe sooner rather than later. Guys, what was your reaction when you first saw this Jake Mayer news come through the pipe? It wasn't a surprise, but I guess the finale it. certainly wasn't a
1: surprise for the two of us. Maybe it, was a, maybe it was a surprise for you. But well, no, I was not surprised at all. Yeah, yeah, Listen,
0: I cannot be held accountable for things I said months ago. Okay. That's but I will quick, say quickest, I should be held accountable for something I said. Like I think it was last week, or maybe the week before, when I said that I think Bo retires after Jake takes his place. It has become abundantly clear that Bo has no interest in retiring. <laughs> <laughs> so I I will eat crow on that. Yeah. Um hey, I mean uh, he's only thirty two. He is only thirty two. Um, he feels so much older.
1: He does. Yeah. Sorry, but, sorry, Bo.
0: So when the news came out, how yeah? How old are you, Tyler? Thirty one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the look but look
2: but look at us we need to, I mean I don't want to put my, I don't know if I want to put my face out there like that, but yeah. uh if you put a side by side of us, I mean one of us yeah, certainly so one of us certainly doesn't look
1: Okay, yeah, you're just being mean. <laughs>
0: yeah that's horrible <laughs> That's so bad. So it's kind of interesting. Like I said, last week or maybe the week before I said that, oh Bo's gonna retire, what more does he have to prove? And then this mayor news gets announced, and there's right away trade speculation. But I was of the mind, like, why would a team in playoff contention trade away such a good insurance policy as they have in Bo by Mitchell?
2: And who do you and, trade them to? Because only teams that want to, are going to want to accept them are teams that are going to be
0: in the playoffs. Exactly. So there's been I, so much argument about it. And yeah. early on, it was... Uh, danny austin the beat writer for the stampeders was he he like laughed at the notion of Bo getting traded and then he's just like a couple tweets it took up a little bit and he's like okay looks like i might have been completely wrong about this one and so now there's news that teams are reaching out teams are interested in Bo ahead of the trade deadline i still think it's insane i would not trade him but what do you guys think it's, it, the question the question
2: is and this is we don't we're not gonna get this answer at least not now is Bo becoming a problem in the locker room? We're no. Ha- we're having no. Him. I don't think he is but but does him being there is it is, is there still like a, is there divide in the locker room where people are are Bo loyal? And so they look over at Bo and they're like man, they did him dirty. you know I like Jake, but this is kind of messed up and kind of annoyed uh, or are people like, is he cool? And like people are like, all right, like Jake's playing really well. I don't so know what, what that. I would is. I would argue
0: that this extension ends any sort of that type of politicking. Okay. Because now there's no doubt. When Mayer is not yet extended, maybe there's a sliver of the door open for there to be a QB competition still. But now there's no QB competition. And I will say so for I, the, think... I will
2: say this. I think it's a two year contract. That I think Jake Mayer and his agents. See how well he's playing and think maybe, you know, we don't want too long of a contract.
0: Um, Yeah, and contracts in the CFL aren't that long anyway, even for quarterbacks. But yeah, a nice two year extension, it's perfect for him. Yeah. Matt, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, it's it's tough because I think that Calgary would like to deal him as a future looking thing because he's going to be he's going to walk away i mean it's, it's guaranteed now that he's he's gone yes so you know you, you can play him out to the end of the year keep him as that insurance policy but knowing that he is sorry i am getting some echo from somebody
0: that was probably me twisting my um that's okay
1: we'll, we'll play it we'll play it out sorry to interrupt Myself. Um, But that also means who would accept that trade knowing you have, like Tyler, you said, it's only going to be a team like, I don't even know who it would be. Uh, Maybe Edmonton would take him to replace uh, Cornelius going into the playoffs. But Cornelius has good vibes. Well, Edmonton's not going to make make the
0: playoffs. Okay. Who would do it That is why. Okay. I I just don't see anyone,
1: like. Knowing he it, has just a one-year the, contract, the, I don't see anyone taking that contract.
0: It's the Riders.
1: It's the Riders.
2: If they don't, but, if they don't trust. If they don't trust. 30, how much would they 30.
1: have to deal him? That's going to be the big question. Is how much would it cost to deal Bo Levi, knowing that he was really close and actually took less money than the Riders were offering to stay in Calgary in 2019. So right here's... so. We know that he wants to go to Calgary. We think he also might want to go to Ottawa. And so both those teams are, you know, Ottawa's out of playoff contention. They can afford to wait and just pick him up in free agency or battle there. Um, Regardless, these teams are going to have to battle it out in free agency. So uh, what does that look like for a team like Ottawa who might deal for him lose some top prospects you know lose some top players and then lose out this off season to yeah. Saskatchewan
0: well so that's an interesting question because I think like I know you're not this isn't an Ottawa discussion but Ottawa's probably looking at a new head coach next year do they simply and I don't know what the vibe is in Ottawa do they I I would think part of them says hey we we had our season cut short with Masoli, we're just gonna bag it and we're ready to go with him next year with a new court with a new head coach but yeah that's an interesting question like would a team try to would a team like Ottawa try and secure him now and like um they've done that for a player like Nick Nick Arbuckle in the past with Calgary where they traded for him uh just so that they could have a good chance at securing his rights long term in free agency um any it t- didn't work any, out then. It, any team but, that know. takes him,
2: any team that takes him is going to want the possibility, or at least the verbal agreement with him, that he's okay with the potentially being a backup on
0: their team. Which oh no, I, I I disagree.
2: I mean, I I don't mean this season, or I don't even mean, but but in the future.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay, so here's here's some. I'll throw this out here now, and there's nothing you can do about this, but. Is BC kicking themselves a little bit for pulling the trigger on VA a couple weeks ago? Now that this is a possibility, based on his play this last week, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting wrinkle to this because I think if VA wasn't on BC, I think BC's the obvious answer. Correct. But I, I think I think it's the Riders. Yeah, and I, I know think, this is I, cheesy, I, yeah. but it's because they're hosting the Grey Cup. <laughs> And if they can do anything that gives them even a slightly better chance at possibly playing in that game and how much that would mean to have a home playoff game in Mosaic, I think they do it. So if anybody does it, and I still don't think Calgary should trade him, or I don't think they will trade him, but if anybody trades for him this year, it's the Riders because of the
1: Grey Cup. Here's a question, John, Uh, going back to Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams was traded straight up for a first round draft pick. Yeah. Like, do you think the BC would have gotten that good of a deal for Bo? And if it's much more than that, are they are they doing that? I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. It's it's I think that Bo is because he's such a good and I've been running this through the whole day since the news broke. Because he's such a good insurance policy, there's no cap, you know, problem. They've they've got the money to pay him. He's such a good insurance policy going into this year that they have a really, really great shot at winning it all. It's going to take, I mean, certainly a first round pick. I mean, that, that's guaranteed that there's going to be a first round pick. I think, in there. I think plus a, it, it, plus it, a it, stud yeah, defensive mean, player. It,
0: yeah. BC had to give up a first round pick for a player that Montreal didn't want. Right. In Vernon Adams. For Vernon 18. Adams was not going to start at quarterback. You know, and it's different. I, you know, CFL picks are certainly not the same as other pro sports. They're not valued the same. Uh, the CFL draft is not, you know, a hotbed for starters the way it is, um, so that's different currency. But the thing I would say is, if you're the Riders and Calgary says, like, yeah, give us um, like you don't give up Pete Robertson for Bo Levi Mitchell, do you? <laughs> you don't give not, up AC. Not Leonard. if this is a
1: playoff. The, that's the whole thing. No. This, ha- this is just a playoff play.
0: I, like you can't and give so up the if, things if you... that make your team good. But would you give up? Would you give up like? Um,
1: uh, basically, I see like yeah, if I'm the I writers, know. I see myself picking up Bow in the offseason. Yeah. Right? So, yes, it is a it Okay, if I'm the Writers, my best case is I'm coming out as the third seed in the East. I've got to beat two teams on the road and then yes. come and then win a Grey Cup, right? Yes. So am That's I going long to odds? So I'm gonna trade away somebody not on the level of Pete Robertson, but you know something. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to trade away some serious skin yeah. to get someone that I, I do not. If they want to do it, go for it. That I I see that as a very short-sighted move. It would be insane. But John, <laughs> I think to John's point, it it it, it would be insane.
2: It, it, I think any move for a new quarterback at this point in the season is 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 an attempt at a short-sighted move, though. Yeah. It's. I mean, we're 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 we're, at the, we're in the home stretch insane. here.
0: Any anybody changing quarterbacks now is, you know. No, because like, I'm, yeah, I'm running through it in my head now. Like, yeah, there's, it's uh, it's so tough. Like, yeah, because like the Riders, who I, you know, the other team that I've thought about is Hamilton, right? Just because they they have a chance, they still do have a chance to make it to the playoffs. But man, like you'd be given up you'd probably have to give up a lot for a super duper long shot in bo that yeah like tyler said like so he's going to come in and rattle off four straight wins for them like that seems like that would be a, just, an, what a weird what a weird thing transition. to bank on what a weird thing to bank on yeah it's a great question going in i i would love for him to get traded just cuz i'd love for that drama in the end of the year um but yeah, more so than any reason, I don't I just don't know why if you're Calgary in a season when we, a few episodes ago we listed off how many quarterbacks have been injured this year, you're a playoff team. Keep both starting level quarterbacks and let them walk at the end of the
1: year. I agree. Would be my Unless point. you get something crazy. Uh, like the, only way, the only way that he would he would get traded is for something nuts yeah and i'm also going to trade something nuts for we're we're going to week 17 so yeah eight more games at best yeah and also
0: uh, this is from farhan lalji he will not be traded unless he requests a trade so that's an interesting wrinkle. And
2: this. he says he hasn't requested one. So I think we've we've probably talked this out as probably as much as we can. Jake Mayer. But it's
0: great. It's great drama.
2: It is great. We like. Hey, we're here for the drama. That's that's what sports is about. If there was no drama, then we wouldn't watch. And we're we're happy for Jake. Jake has earned the extension. Um, he's played incredibly well. I mean, I already I kind of texted the group chat some some Jake Mayer stats from this season. But basically, it's just to say that other than other than Nathan Rourke. Jake Mayer statistically uh, is putting up the best numbers in the CFL. Uh, completion percentage over seventy-five percent. Uh, he's only three hundred fifty-five fifty yards behind Bo in yardage for the season, with ninety less pass attempts. So he's pushing the ball downfield more. I mean, so he's push, He's throwing the ball further. He's throwing the ball more accurately. He's he's just he's playing them fantastic. He's got them. He to me he's got them sitting right there with
0: with Winnipeg as the two favorites heading. What it looks like. Heading into the playoffs, and it feels good for those of us who've been longtime supporters of Jake Mayer to finally <laughs> see him get. <laughs> Listen, I've never been a Jake Mayer hater. I've just been, uh, I've just been, you know. You are weir- not been you're weary.
2: Hard. You're weary of Jake. It's all right.
0: It's all right. Hey, he'll have some playoff I, games. I, I, to prove I was weary about BC. So, let's move on from this. Unless anybody has any final words, okay? We'll move on. Uh, let's talk about William Standback. Is everybody excited for that? I mean, my fantasy team certainly is. Ooh, I forgot about that. Matt, are you still with us?
1: I am still with you, and okay. I'm excited for the guy.
0: Okay. After just... breaking his ankle week one, <laughs> in the first quarter of the season opener, <laughs> William Standback is back in pads and practicing with the Montreal Alouettes. As we know, Standback led the league in rushing in the 2021 season, over 1,000 yards in a shortened season. And without him, Montreal's rushing attack, this is kind of interesting. They've had the second fewest rushing attempts in the CFL, but they're actually averaging the third uh, most yards per attempt. Jashrun uh, Antwi and Walter Fletcher have been the main max this season. They're averaging 5.9 and 5.8 yards per carry, respectively. That's surprisingly impressive for a team that just refuses to run the ball for the most time. <laughs> so it shows that they can do it. So, you know, you would think you get stand back, back, and they go, yeah, okay, we're going to start doing this a little bit more. We're going to start pounding the rock. Uh, so that would be kind of fun. How, how are y'all feeling? Yeah, I mean,
2: I I brought this up in the last pod. I think it's their, their. I think it was. I mean, it kind of came to fruition. But this is their secret weapon going to the playoffs. I mean, this is this is this levels the field of a lot of teams having a running back. If he's if he's even eighty percent, that's he's. The, I think he's the eighty percent. He's probably the second best running back in the league behind Kadim. But Calgary refuses to run the ball. So uh, yes. when it when it matters, so <laughs> they're gonna feed him the rock. If, I mean they're not gonna put him out there unless they think he's healthy. So I don't think they're going to do, like, a limited snaps thing. So if he's on the field, he plays. And if he plays, you know, he's going to get 15, yeah.
0: 18 carries. Yeah. Now, will he be Kadim carry level, seven yards a carry, which is unbelievable? Maybe not. But, yeah, I think he... I don't know
2: if he needs I, to be. I think he just keeps defenses on it, a little more oh, honest, maybe. Uh, and I, I think don't. that, that like, it's just, it's just tackling him is exhausting.
0: Oh, so I, th- I agree. And with a, you know... With a receiving core like they've got, I think that that makes Montreal just a dangerous, dangerous team coming shout, down the stretch.
2: Shout out Montreal! Montreal looks. Toronto is great, but Montreal looks has the weapons to be much scarier than than Toronto. Um, and Trevor Harris is playing well. So. He's playing
0: well. Coming off, uh, they they kind of. I don't know thought I don't know put it on them they only they only won by a touchdown but I think it was pretty commanding over Hamilton this past week. So a, a good win that unfortunately I didn't see coming a come from behind win after being down 10 3. They haven't um, scored
2: less than 20 points since since
0: July. That's, that's so
2: They're impressive. not they're not they're not getting put in they're not getting stuffed away. Now they did have some bad games against Winnipeg well they won one of them but they only scored 20 but yeah, they've basically been putting up 30 consistently. Yeah,
0: no, they're they're an impressive team and adding stand back to the mix uh, makes that very, very dangerous. Matt, do you have any hot takes on this before we talk about who's going to win the MOP?
1: No, I, I think another note on the running game is, uh, I'm looking, Dominic Davis has the, the most rushing TDs, right? So they're obviously, and those are all short yardage, um, yeah. you know, goal line stands. So I think... You know, not having to get to that point, you know, to mm. basically that the Alouettes, unless they're throwing a Gino, are kind of inching their way up to the goal line and then punching it in. Right now they have another option coming in the red zone yep. and not needing to rely on Gino, um and just spreading that field out. It, it's going to be really, I think it's going to be exciting. I think they have been kind of sneakily good. And hampered by, you know, Josh Roon is doing well, but he's inexperienced. He's a young guy.
0: Very hit or um, miss.
1: Yeah. And struggles at the quarterback position, um, both from an injury perspective and a just consistency perspective, whether it was VA or whether it's Trevor Harris under center. Um, but this allows them to be much more consistent, allows them the, you know, running game to balance out a fairly robust air attack. So I like it. I love love it. I love it.
0: All right. With that being said, we're now going to enter into sort of a thought experiment. Uh, I think we can all agree that Zach Klairs is going to win
2: the MOP. By Nathan Rourke. But only by virtue of Nathan Rourke's injury.
0: Only by virtue. Yes. I made a note about that. Um, I will not be making the case for Nathan Rourke to win it. I've already done that. He's clearly the best player who played in the CFL this season. But he's not going to win it. He has only played nine games. So we're all going to introduce a new player who we think should win the MOP. Um, Does anybody want to lead us off? I'll lead us off. Tyler, it was your idea. Yes. Uh, so tell me who you think should w- win the MOP, not named Zach Caleros.
2: I batted around two names, and I think one of you might say his name, so I think I'll go with the with the other one that I was thinking. Uh, and I think that in honor of Nathan Rourke, one of his skill players should receive the award as sort of a, a validation of him being the best, basically because they put up their best stats under him. And that would be Dom Rhymes.
0: That is, is a good mental gymnastics. <laughs> who is who is who is
2: uh, second in the league or in the receiving yards at uh, over a thousand yards? So he's gonna fill it, he's gonna finish probably somewhere with like thirteen to fourteen hundred yards, I would say, by the end of the season. He's already got he's leading the league with ten touchdown catches. He's tied with Dalton Schoen, and he's averaging sixteen yards per catch. I like that. I like a receiver. Receivers make this league what it is. Let's just be honest. The quarterbacks do, but the receivers also provide. You know, guys like Geno Lewis, guys like Dom Rhymes, guys like Lucky Whitehead. Uh, you know, they got to have somebody who can go up there and get it. And uh, Dom's having a dominant season. He's just been kicking ass. He was kicking ass with Rourke, and that way you kind of, kind of in a way, are giving work like some, some, some head nod uh, with the MOP. So you're acknowledging that he was the best player this season can't okay. give, it to, give it to him, but you could
0: give it to his best receiver. Okay. I, I actually, I like that. I like that idea. You say, like, here's a proxy award, kind of. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. I like that. Matt, who should win the MOP? <sighs> who should win the MOP? I think it's clear that Zach Caleros <laughs> should win the MOP. <laughs> Thank you. If I'm not allowed to award that. I think one of the challenges in awarding this is it's not an MVP award. So if you look at MVP, we're going to look at guys who made a big impact on their teams outsized from other players on the team and other players on other teams. Right. So, uh, Dom rhymes was outstanding, but in terms of value, he had a lot of other guys that could have filled that role. Um, so I would say for this, if it was most valuable, I think you do actually have to look strongly at Eugene Lewis Yep. There's or the Dalton one. Schoen.
0: Oh. Ooh, Dalton <laughs> Schoen. Wow. I love that.
1: So those are two wow. guys that were were more so Eugene Lewis, but uh, Dalton Schoen, an outsized impact on his team relative to other players in the league and on the team. That said, if we're looking truly at most outstanding, I think we need to look at our friend, Mr. Kadeem Carey. Oh, what? Uh, really He's
0: definitely the M.U.P. this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think a lot of great receiving seasons, um, but nothing either on the QB side or the receiver side strikes me as outstanding in the kind of very narrow definition of outstanding in the field, right? They are something head and shoulders above the rest of the field. And I think only Kadim Carey in the running back position is head and shoulders above the rest of the running backs. And if you look at it...
2: Imagine if his carry's
1: got like 40% more. (laughs) Exactly. On the top ten rushing TDs list, Kareem Carey is one of two running backs. That's pretty impressive. And so it's you know in a, in a league where, all you know so many rushing touchdowns are goal line punches. To score eight touchdowns is is incredibly impressive.
0: And James got, Butler scored two of those in week one.
1: Right. Well, then we'll see, and then th- that was going to be, but James Butler was going to be my, I don't know, I'm not going to call it anything, because anything I call it's going to be disrespectful. But, yeah, he's got, he's, yeah, he had two in week one and is, is sitting at five, right? Anyways, besides yeah. the point, so Kadim Carey, <laughs> outstanding in his field, the most outstanding player.
2: Kadim okay. Carey, just a little, little note for here. Two He plays. He's played two less games in last season. He has thirty-seven. Or excuse me, thirty-seven. We do some math. Thirty-seven less carries. Uh, he has basically the same yardage as last year. More touchdowns, and is averaging one point four more yards per carry than last year. He's up. He's at six point seven. Feed the man the ball. I think if you. I think. I think we're talking. If Kadim Carey had forty to fifty more touches. We're talking about a guy who we're, maybe Zach Claros isn't the unanimous MOP.
0: I, I agree.
1: I absolutely agree. <laughs> but, Sorry, that reminded me of a Danny Austin tweet today. Where you he say? said, if I were Pinocchio, yeah. I would. What do you say here? That was what if someone... I'm Pinocchio? I could be a wooden Italian puppet who comes to life. Who knows? We can't rule it out, I guess. it's, But it's probably not realistic.
0: <laughs> All right. I love both of your options. Which Tyler, one do you love more? who is your My second name? option, by the way? Gino Lewis. Okay. Here's what I think. How about this? How about we give it to a player who's in his 14th season, who's on his sixth different team. He's currently second in the league in sacks with 11. He's second in forced fumbles with four. He's on the team leading the league in sacks, so he leads the best line in the league. And we give the award to Sean Lemon. He only needs four sacks over the final four games to set a career high in sacks in his, fi- or in his most latest season, his 14th season. And he plays the Riders twice. So there's a good chance he <laughs> does that. Ooh,
2: that is probably going to happen. Only
0: once in the CFL history, 2014 with Solomon Eliminian, did a purely defensive player win the MOP. Of course, we cannot forget Hal Patterson's MOP from 1956, but he played both we, ways.
1: We can't, we cannot. So, um, you give it, you I give love, it I to it.
0: a defensive player I and a veteran. That's what
1: you do. That, I also, I also have
0: put, you put you okay. <laughs> I,
2: I think you could have put Cameron Judge in there too.
0: No, you know, he's just a puncher. He, he knocked a person out on the field. He's not going to win a winning award. <laughs> I That's a award. Sta-
2: it's a stab that nobody can claim.
0: I do think, though, I'd, it got me thinking, and I think that I'm excited to have this discussion, for Defensive Player of the Year is going to be a tight race. And I think there's going to be a lot of contenders for that. so well, I'm Why do you excited. think it's
1: going to be a tight race? You think that one of them could be MOP. <laughs>
0: well, I don't actually think Sean Lemon is going to win MOP. <laughs> but I had to make a case for somebody, okay. and I thought that this was the most compelling one to make.
1: Okay, that is fair.
0: If I had to pick a defensive player, I'd actually think it's going to be Winton McManus of the <laughs> Toronto Argonauts. <Arcanize. laughs> but i didn't want to make a case for he didn't have the he was he's not a 14-year veteran you know that was a big selling point it was, give it to the vet if if
2: we factor in age here in the position of in, yes. in which like sean lemon is so much better than everybody else thank you like if we okay if, if that's a fa- if that's a factor then then yes sean lemon is like i think he actually might even win the regular mop like if you factor sean in,
0: wins mop this season shockingly i want to say it started on this podcast With that being said, I think that was a lot of fun.
2: If Sean Lemon wins MOP, I will, if I do win Preds, I'll I'll give you the Preds crown. I'll just forfeit it directly to you.
0: You'll abdicate the crown?
2: Yeah, for you, yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, well, let's talk league leaders before we hop into Week 17 Preds. Passing yards, MBT at 3,672. Rushing yards, and with a 100-yard edge... On the man in second is Kadeem Carey it 57. Mm-hmm. Receiving you guys, Jalen Acklin, 1,081. And still sitting atop the sack list with 12 is Lorenzo Maldon. With that being said, we get into week 17 Preds. Last week was a down week for your boy. And Tyler has taken a commanding four-game lead, I believe. On you, but Peter had a good week. I Me, mean, Peter. You're right. Is Peter tied with you, or is he one below you? Peter two behind. Is
1: two, two back. Two behind. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, John. You went one and three. I went. Well, it was one only. And sorry, one and two. One and two. Yeah. So you are 35 and 26. Uh, nice. I am. I went two and one. I am 28. You 530. Three well below five (laughs) hundred. Peters, you had uh,
0: that crazy week where you really tried. Peters thirty eight
1: and twenty three, and Tyler is forty and twenty one. Oh, hit the forty! Hit forty!
0: Okay, so with that being said, the first game of Week seventeen, Riders at Bombers. Tyler, who no, uh, no. I should note the Bombers lead this season series two nothing. Yeah, yeah. They lead lead, like
2: the last. I don't know how many games in a row against the Riders now. I think how many games they played last year three. So and then the playoff games. So that's four. So four, six. They've at least won seven in a row. And I think that's this is a lot. lot. And this is unfortunately going to be number eight. I'm taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers who got a nice little week off. You yeah. Know, got to got to lick their wounds and you know they're going to protect their quarterback. Um, they're gonna run the ball pretty well, and they're gonna, you know, their defense is gonna do what their
0: defense does. I'm scared for Cody Pujardo in this game. Peter also thinks that the Bombers are gonna win, and yeah, I, I completely agree. The last time these two teams played, the Bombers won 54 to 20. Um, that's, I think, all you need to know about this matchup. Plus, you have the Bombers; they've got a chance to clinch a home playoff game. Uh, they've got a chance to rebound after getting thumped by the Ticats. Um, I think the recipe is there for the Bombers to come out and snag this one. Matt?
1: I think the Blue Bombers will beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay.
0: We are unanimous on that one. We move on to the next.
1: <laughs> Ottawa at BC.
0: Uh, these teams played in Week 4 with BC winning by just three points. Um, but really this matchup doesn't resemble that one at all. There's no Nathan Work. there's no Jeremiah Masoli. Um the quarterback situations for both teams. I we may see four quarterbacks in this game. Um Pipkin and VA for the bombers and then I don't know. Caleb Evans, I gotta say, this past week against the Argos, poor poor man. He came in because the uh He came in because the Argos were putting it on the Red Blacks. And I get it. Paul Lopolis was like, you know what, Caleb, go out there and let us see what you can do. And unfortunately, he threw three interceptions in just 17 attempts. Um, It was ugly. Um, I will
2: say for Ottawa, my who the hell of that, who the hell is that of the
0: week was, was Ryan Davis getting 10 catches. See, that's the issue with Ottawa is Ryan Davis should have been doing that a lot more this season he's a really good player but I feel like they kind of mismanaged that
1: um, well I mean it's been Caleb Evans and, and Nick it, Arbuckle
0: yeah it's been tough
1: I feel like yeah if this was a ger- the well, Jaylen, well, okay
2: okay you say you say that but Jalen Ackland is leading the league in receiving yards so
1: that's true that's true well but you've said over and over that yes. there's a connection. There's a connection, Caleb and Cameron. Yeah, it's that so it's so bizarre. It's just, it just is. It just just and, they, and, they feel it.
0: And on the other side, you've got BC, who they've
2: losers of three of their last four. It must be and said. It's
0: the, it's the story of VA's career. He's just so inconsistent. His performance in Week 15 was precise and accurate he wasn't turning the ball over and then he comes in in this week in week 16 and he just lays an absolute stinker against the same team 24 only 151 yards he only had a long of 21 yards yeah against the same team in a rematch um and it's just like what it's frustrating that being said i am going to pick the bc lions uh, I just think it's at BC there. They should be the better team. So I think they get the job done. Matthew? Matthew?
1: I I don't know. Well, this, you,
0: this is, it's part of the podcast.
1: I think that, <laughs> I obviously think that BC is going to win this game. Yes. So I don't, I won't even say anymore. BC is going to win the game. Like VA is good. VA is good enough to beat. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, 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 cool, Red good, good,
2: good qualifier there. I, I, but, <laughs> but if you're looking at it, you know, va inconsistent, which means it's pretty. I, I want him to be inconsistent from last week because I don't want him to re- be consistently what I saw last week. Oh, so. you
0: need you need him to go back the other way.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah I need him to like yes. be, to be inconsistent once more, uh, and I can trust him to do that. Um, so I'm going to go with the BC lines simply because the Red Blacks defense looked just bowled over last week. I, I mean, they just. Or actually the Ottawa defense—they um, look just absolutely overwhelmed. The Argos haven't played offense like that all season, and all of a sudden they—they they
0: also got a little bit of help from the defense in the final score. But
2: yeah, yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't, I think the, I put the Red Blacks. I mean, they were already out, and there was like a, a little slim chance, but I really think that uh, also. But I will say this: you said you say that you know, oh, Ottawa is going to have to go to BC, isn't that bad? Auto, Ottawa's 3-3 three and three on the road and 0-7 and
0: at home. So, that's shocking. <laughs> but that's a good segue to another Southern. team yeah. who has a, a road team. At home. They're
1: a road team. Um, road, road dogs.
0: Peter's taking BC as well, so that's a second sweep. Road dogs. Montreal at Edmonton. Matt, what say you?
1: <laughs> this is going to be not the game of the week. Okay. <laughs>
0: Slop fest of the week?
1: No, I think uh, I think Montreal is going to I think yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think Edmonton's very good. I don't know. I've been wrong before going out on a limb there. I think I don't know. I will say my pred is that Willie Standback does not play yes. this week. Yeah. Um so I don't know. Montreal is uh, the stronger team here. I think Edmonton could give them some trouble in on Edmonton's offense, but you know, we've seen kind of the Edmonton defense be a little holy, yes. so yeah.
2: Oh, it's me, yeah. Uh, the Avalowitz have a lot of good vibes around them right now. Uh, I think the standback thing, just the fact that he's practicing with them again, it's got them feeling confident. Uh, it should have them feeling confident, and uh, they, they're they playing well. I'm a believer, i Andrew Harris has been playing very well. I, Trevor Harris, sorry. Um, and I think that continues. And I think that they, they beat the Elks. I don't think the Elks lie over uh, or roll over and play poorly. I, I think they'll play fine. I think uh, Taylor Cornelius will have a, an okay game. Uh, I just think that the Alouettes are the better team. And
0: ultimately, that's that's my pick. Yes. Uh, Peter, think, Peter is picking the Alouettes as well. Uh, but not me. No, I'm
2: picking the Edmonton Elks. I love it. Because they're 0-6 at home and this is finally the time for them to... Because they are
0: going to win a home game. They beat Montreal before. Now, it took a big fourth quarter collapse. And in that game, if you'll recall, Montreal had enough penalties to satisfy an entire season's worth of penalties. (laughs) So I don't think that happens again. Um, But the Elks have a chance to get back-to-back wins. They have a chance to get their first home win since the moon landing. Um, and so I'm excited for that to happen. So I'm just going to pick the Elks. Why the hell not? Yeah, go for it. Why not? Uh, and that takes us to our game of the week.
1: This is definitely, definitely. The Teams
0: game met week. in week 11. Uh, Calgary won that one 22 to 19. If you recall, Jake Mayer came in, uh, in uh, in replacement of Bovee by Mitchell in that one. Um, and we're back around to the top. Tyler, who do you think wins this game? Oh, boy. I am, This
2: one is... It's my love of Jake versus my love of the Argos. And it's tough because they're both doing so well right now. They are. And MBT just had his best game of the season. I am going to go with the team... That is feeling the best right now. I'm going to go with the Toronto Argonauts.
0: That is shocking that you did that. No, are you? Okay, so I'm picking the Argos as well.
2: The Argos have won one, two, three. But that is
0: shocking that you would pick the Argos when I feel like this is the time. This is is where you should really lean into your support of Jake Mayer.
2: Yeah, but the Argos
1: are. Yeah, but he also inexplicably now loves the Argos. Yeah, where did this I, come from, Tyler? You, you can, are crazy. Sh- you need to. You need to go. <laughs> you need to go back and listen to older
2: pods because I have always said this season that I like the Argos, even before, even when we did coming into the season. Yeah. The Argos were good last year. I was on the Argos train last year. I think I even predicted them to win their playoff game, and I was wrong. But I, I at least stood by them. Uh, I, I believe... know I picked the Ottawa Red Blacks to go to the Grey Cup. Um, well, that's because you love Musoli. That's, that's <laughs> maybe that's I a, picked, a, you them picked you. picked the to... thing. I mean, everything. I
0: either everything, picked yeah. him to win the East or go to the Grey Cup. I, I like.
2: Um, I like a lot of the players on, on the Argos. I like Curly Gittens. Yeah. I like MBT. Uh, I loved. Uh, I loved Andrew Harris going there. I, I, I'm glad he picked the Argos when he left Winnipeg. Like I was. I was You're excited. A big for Sean Oakman like... guy. Oh God! Um, maybe that's the one. I'm like, uh, but, but I'm you I, I can't. I can't sit here and say that I'm a believer in Toronto as a legitimate threat to win the Grey Cup, and then they play a team that's also a threat yes. and they can't get the win. Yes. Uh, especially as hot they are, they are hot. They
0: are very very <laughs> hot. I'm assuming Peter's picking Calgary just because he put them in the final slot. Originally, he picked both Toronto and Calgary to win this week. <laughs> Which would have been cool, but I think he's and, picking and also Calgary. I want to give Peter a
2: window in. You know, I don't want to be the the guy who goes <laughs> chalk with the pre, with the press. I believe he's here.
0: picking Calgary. Um, good. Tyler, what you just said, you want to believe that the Argos are contender. You know, that's what I've been saying all season. I want somebody to make me believe that we're going to have a good Grey Cup game. I think it's
2: and the Argos. They, did, they
0: made me believe a little bit because they put the hammer down on Ottawa as they should. And so I just want them to make me believe a little bit more. So I'm picking the Argos because I want them to win.
1: <laughs> you guys are nuts. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, Calgary's winning this. It's, it's, the, it's, the,
2: it's the it's the X-Files. I want to believe. Yeah, I want to believe. I, I know you do. It'd be I nice. want to believe. It, it's Calgary. Hey, and hey man, can, we, can
1: we at least Jake just say, Jake Mayer is hey. feeling het. He's feeling confident. He's feeling calm. Yeah, but that, he, he's,
2: he might be a little fat cat at this game though. He's got his, <laughs> just, just got his two year extension. He knows he's. I think he might be a little. I, I think he might be a little celebrating right now with his agent. Uh, so, methinks he might
0: be a little tired. That's a great. <laughs> That is a great conspiracy theory. The game
1: is on Saturday. Jake
0: Mayer signs contract, (laughs) goes on Bender, blows Argo's game.
1: Maniac just rolling through the streets of Calgary for five days. What's great is that That you
0: you know that's happened.
1: 100%, yeah.
0: Which, like, I mean, maybe you'd expect that in a league. Like, uh, you know, if somebody signed a Premier League contract, and they're making you know three hundred thousand pounds a week, then they have that money to blow. But you know that a CFL player has signed a contract for you know what I think is a large a large amount of money. You know, say a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and they've just gone absolutely hog wild. <laughs> um, they've I, just I gone to
2: Chili's. They've just gone to Chili's and just. Like...
0: I need to hear that story because I now I'm thinking and I know that's happened.
2: Um, I have a question. How, do we know the Jake money? How much? How, what was the contract? Or Do we not know that yet?
0: Yes, I read that off earlier. In the Sorry, I, I, I,
2: I missed that part. How much was it again?
0: Uh, it is. So first season is. I'll just tell you the guaranteed money. First yeah, season yeah. is four twenty five guaranteed. Okay. Second season three eighty nine. Oh guaranteed. yeah, you're going.
2: Come on, four twenty five. And on. I
0: believe he gets a big guaranteed roster bonus of two hundred thousand uh, dollars over the summer so he gets a nice big fat check there even if he just goes
2: out and drops like one percent of that out nope. of, out out on the town he's having a good
0: time that'd be fun
1: all right the game is in five days it's no, on he, saturday he's going crazy
0: <laughs> he's going crazy he's soaking up the last few these days guys, of warm every weather. week
1: these guys go get their asses beat by two hundred and fifty pound linemen. Wait, wait, wait. Can, and they're you re- like,
2: Can you repeat that statement again?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> moving on. And moving
1: like, on. Oh, I'm gonna play a football game, but you know what is really gonna hurt? Drinking a little bit five days before my football game. You guys are nuts. This man's and going John, on. I am looping you into this as well because you were not sufficiently. No, I support the I support the on. Jake Mayer bender.
2: This is this is this is Tyler doesn't want to just mail it in on the Preds. Got to stay, got to, got to stay hot. Got to stay spicy. You got to stay relevant. You know, as soon as you start resting on your laurels, that's that's when you start declining at Preds. So you know, I what? completely agree. Everything's saying Stampeders, but it's the Argos. The Argos defense has been so. And I'm not saying Jake Mayer's gonna have a bad game. I just don't think he's going. I think those receivers that have been open are gonna be a little bit less open this week. I love it,
0: Matt. Give us a quick. It doesn't have to be quick. But give us a rundown on
1: fantasy uh, Oh, we... this was uh, I just <laughs> This was a disappointing week Because I really I have You know, I continue to turn the, uh, the ship around But John, you're continuing to play well And You just get the You just get the breaks And the break this week was a 28 point Week from Toronto defense Oh uh. Against a zero point game for the BC defense, it's amazing. I,
2: I will say, I will say this: John's floor has become so high that it's really hard. If you have one week, bad week, you know he just goes ahead of you even further because yeah, it's well, easy, you haven't, you haven't, now. You easy you now, guys. You it's you a scored. long season. You, listen, you, Matt and I have both had had weeks in the fifties, uh, in the sixties. You haven't had a week in the 60s since week seven. Everything for you has been in the 70s or above. So you're consistently getting in the mid 70s and jumping up to the 90s and even touching 100 a few times. That's, oh, that's gonna. That's just. Yeah. It's the It's the consistency that Matt and I lack to catch you. So you know. That's Matt, a, just true. That's just Actually, just really
0: impressive. Yes.
2: It yeah. Is
1: impressive. So John, you're you're out very very handily right now at one. 1267.4 and I'm almost 90 points behind you at 1180.6 and then Tyler you're nipping at my heels you're at 1145 even and then Peter is at 989.1 so he's throwing Peter's does crack
2: the fe- Peter I think I pre- I prayed that Peter cracks a thousand this season <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You think he you think he can get 11 I mean,
2: I think he I can mean do if it. if he if he sets his lineup yeah <laughs> Actually, well, he, could probably, he could probably leave his lineup the way it is now and never touch it again and he'd probably still
0: get it. He's got some issues this week. So his lineup right now is McLeod Bethel-Thompson, so he's playing. He's got Frankie Hickson in there, who who unfortunately just broke his wrist. We didn't get to that, but that's another massive blow to the struggling riders. Um, he's got Stephen Dunbar Jr. He's on a bye. Um Speedy okay. B
2: is still somehow Speedy, in his lineup. I don't Speedy know how. Speedy B
0: has had a tough season. And then, you know, Lucky in Calgary, he could get something going there. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs>
1: it'll be good. I think Matt, it'll work out.
2: Did you miss putting points for Calgary's defense on there, or did they just get zero? Uh,
1: I, I don't know. I really was not paying attention to Peters. Peters but...
0: doesn't actually matter.
1: <laughs> so I'll, I'll put a zero there. <laughs>
0: We could replace Peter's lineup with historical figures, and and there's a good chance he would not notice until, like, the end of the season. Let's
1: do it. I mean, he's not going to listen to this. I have a question. Give me a a QB. Uh,
0: Doug Flutie.
1: I was was on a different track. I was going to put Genghis Khan or something.
0: Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) So, Doug Flutie at quarterback. Um, Let's go... uh, Uh, Let's go Trudeau at running back. Ooh, I love it. Let's do Gordon Lightfoot at first receiver.
1: What about Um, the uh, honorary Canadian Fidel Castro? Let's do Fidel Castro, yes.
2: Can can we get it flex? Can we get John Candy at flex?
0: John Candy at flex. And then let's do uh, Alanis as the defense. Ooh. Or actually, let's just do bare-naked
1: ladies as the defense. Get a good <laughs> squad in there. Get good yeah, squad. Then we, can, yeah. then we can abbreviate that and kind of hide it. BNL.
0: Okay. So for our listeners who are still with us, Peter's starting lineup next week will be Doug Flutie, Justin Trudeau, Gordon Lightfoot, Fidel Castro, uh, John Candy, and the bare-naked ladies. Um, we will report back if this gets sussed out. I will send my <laughs> weekly set-your-lineups tweet or text It's like it's it's my
1: favorite time of the week.
0: (laughs) That will stay the same, uh, and we'll let you know. I feel like that's a great note to end our uh, podcast on because it's going to be so intriguing as to whether or not um, he comes through uh, with an answer. Um, With that being said, guys, do you have any parting shots, or can we bid these fine people farewell?
1: Let's let's bid them. Bid it
0: up. Thank you for listening to another episode. You know where to find us on Twitter at Shups and Preds. Email us, shupsandpreds at gmail.com. We will chat with you next week. And have a good rest of your evening. Peace.